Well, good morning. It's uh, another Sunday online, and hopefully it won't be too many more Sundays before we can start meeting together, but we're really glad that you're tuning in today, and, and uh, we know that uh, we just need to be in prayer for uh, all that's taking place in our country and uh, people that we know that uh, are not feeling well, maybe those that have the virus, all the uh, nurses and doctors and hospitals that are working together. But as we get ready for our message this morning, let's just have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we uh, thank you that we can be here today. And Lord, we just ask that your word speaks to us, and, and even as we finish this series uh, on stress and book of Philippians, we just pray that our hearts are open for what you have for us. Be with those who just need a special touch today. We pray for uh, your healing hand upon this uh, COVID-19 and all that's going on in our country. And, and Lord, for others that, uh, uh, whatever their situation might be, we just lift them up to you in prayer today. But be with us now during this uh, time of studying your word. In this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So again, we're glad that you're here, and uh, next time we meet, we're going to be in our new sanctuary. We're excited about that. So more things happened this week, and uh, I know we've been promising a, a video or some kind of update, and we will really try to uh, get that to you as soon as we can. But uh, as we get ready for our scripture or our, our passage today and on the study on stress and the book of Philippians, we're going to end the series today, and we're going to basically talk about uh, don't face stress alone. The, there's a really old story or uh, illustration, and it's uh, talking about the country's population. And here's what it says. It says uh, 84 million people are retired. That leaves 116 million to do the work. There's 75 million that are in school, which leaves 41 million to do the work. Of this total, there are 22 million that are employed by the federal government. That leaves 19 million to do the work. Four million are in the armed forces, which leaves 15 million to do the work. Take from that 14.8 million who, who work for the state and city governments. That leaves about 200,000 to do the work. There's 188,000 in the hospital at any given time. That leaves 12,000 to do the work. Currently, there are 11,998 people in jail. That leaves two people to do the work. That's you and me. And what's interesting is you're just sitting there listening right now. And so no wonder I'm tired and stressed. But stress management um, is, is kind of where we're at today. There was a lecturer who was giving a lecture to his students on stress management. And he raised a glass of water and he asked them, how, how much do you think this glass of water weighs? Well, some of the responses were one ounce and it went all the way up to a pound, pound and a half maybe that it weighed. And... He said, it doesn't matter what the weight of it is. It depends on how long you hold it. So he says, if I hold it for a minute, it's not that hard. But if I hold it for a day, you're probably going to have to call an ambulance. My arm's going to start aching. But the longer that I hold it, the heavier it becomes. And that's kind of how we are with our burdens. If we carry our burdens all the time, sooner or later, we will not be able to carry on. We're going to be broken down. The burdens are going to be increasingly heavier. Now, if I have that glass and someone is there to help hold it for me and give me a break every now and then, I'll be able to do it longer. And so we have to put our burdens down periodically so that we can be refreshed and so that we can carry on. So we need others in our lives to help us do that. You see, we cannot face stress alone. 
So we're coming to the end of our study on Philippians and, and using it in a way of what it says about stress and how handling stress. And we see that Paul is imprisoned in Rome. Uh, he has an uncertain future. And, and I guess the question comes out is, how does he handle stress? Well, first and foremost, Paul has Christ. All throughout this letter, he reminds them, he also reminds himself that Christ is with him. But he also talks about how he needs other people as well. It's kind of like the story of the young boy who was uh, waking up at night. And uh, he, as he woke up at night, he would see these monsters in his bedroom. And he would always go and call and wake his dad, demanding that the father chase away the monsters and give him a hug. So finally, the father said to him, son, you know that Jesus is always with us and he can chase away those monsters. And the boy replied, I know that, but sometimes I just need a hug from somebody with skin. Well, we need people in our lives to support us. If we look at our passage of scripture, if you have your Bibles or your app or whatever you're doing, and we look at Philippians, go to Philippians chapter four, and I'm going to start reading verse 10. It says, I rejoiced greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. Whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out for Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. Not that I desire your gifts, what I desire is that more be credited to your account. I have received full payment and have more than enough. I am amply supplied now that I have received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent. They are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Christ was enough to get Paul through all of the challenges that he faced. He had learned with Christ's help to be content with what he had because he, and the things that he was lacking. I mean, even the, the basic necessities of life that he was probably lacking, he realized that no matter what, God gave him strength. Now, he also saw that it was really nice that people would come and support him. The people in Philippi had supported Paul in his ministry in Greece, and now they had sent Epaphroditus to him, and in a sense gave him a care package to give to Paul, to help Paul out. And that meant so much to Paul. You see, there are a lot of people in the church that are facing stress. But it's stress that they've never shared with others. I mean, it's, in a sense, they walk in, they do their thing, they walk out without ever talking to anybody. 
And you know, sometimes we all put this mask and we pretending everything's okay. We have this mask of peace and contentment and people ask how, how we're doing and we just respond, uh, fine. I'm doing pretty good. But unfortunately, some feel unashamed, or, or I'm sorry, some feel ashamed of the stress that they can't seem to overcome on their own. They think that somehow if I admit that I need help or if I admit that I have stress that going on, people are going to um, judge me or something and not support me. The Apostle Paul did not feel that way at all. In several of his letters, he talked freely about the stress that he was facing. One time when he was in prison, he wrote to Timothy. If you turn over to 2 Timothy chapter 4, starting at verse 9, he says, Do your best to come to me quickly. For Demas, because he loved this world, has deserted me. Then he goes on and he says, When you come, bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas, and my scrolls, especially my parchments. Paul was not afraid to ask for help. And see, the Christian life is not meant to be lived in solitude. We're not supposed to be by ourselves. Even Jesus had 12 disciples. And as he approached the cross, he, he took them with him into the Garden of Gethsemane. Matthew chapter 26 tells us, Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with the sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Sometimes it takes a crisis to break down the walls and to bring people together. So do we reach out to the people that we care about in our lives? Do we honestly share our struggles with one another? I mean, how can people support you if they don't know that you need support? How can we talk to people if they refuse to talk? So we need people to support us. We need to be able to support them. And basically, we need teammates. In athletics, good teammates make the challenge a much easier thing. And we see the Apostle Paul always worked with a team. He traveled with Barnabas. He had John Mark sometimes. He had Luke. He had Silas. He had Timothy. He stayed two years in Corinth with Priscilla and Aquila. Timothy was with him in Rome. He saw Timothy as a son as well as a teammate. This is what he, if we go back to Philippians chapter 2, here's what he says in verse 19. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, that I also may be cheered when I receive news about you. I have no one else like him who will show genuine concern for your welfare. For everyone looks out for their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know that Timothy has proved himself. Because as a son with his father, he has served with me in the work of the gospel. I hope, therefore, to send him as soon as I see how things go with me. And I am confident in the Lord that I myself will come soon. So do we have people like that in our lives? I mean, it's kind of like a marriage. In our marriage, do, do we function as a team? We need to. Do we have friends in our lives that also love Christ? That serve Christ with you? Do we see the church as one team? That we're all buying into the same game plan. You see, the, God's church is built upon teams of people. Our children are discipled by teams. Parents and teachers and mentors and godly people as examples for all of us here. 
Needs are met as Christians cooperate to meet the needs of the community. People meet Christ as they see the church being what God has called it to be. So we need each other. Here at Cruzy Community Church, I need you. Hopefully we need each other. We'll support each other and encourage each other. But I appreciate every one of you. Because we're trying to do the things that God wants us to do to reach out our community. Now, going back to our scripture, Paul had not been able to spend a lot of time at Philippi. And so he was depending upon a team of believers to help keep that work going, to take care of the church. Now what happens, and often happens, there's conflict that takes place. If you go over to chapter 4, let's look at verses 2 and 3, there was conflict on the team. And here's what Paul says. He says, I plead with Eudia and I plead with Syntec to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers whose names are in the book of life. You see, sometimes there is conflict in the church. And the problem is, sometimes nobody wants to deal with it. It's kind of like this unwritten rule. We know that certain people don't get along. So if they just stay away from each other, or they don't cause too many problems, because nobody, nobody wants to get involved. Well, in this particular case, Paul wants someone to step up and confront these women. He seems to have a particular person in mind to do that. And so he wanted those people to appeal, wanted that person to appeal to these women as valued teammates. Instead of thinking of only of themselves or only of their opinions, they should think of it as a team. You see, Christ's team is committed to living and sharing the gospel. The church is not about individuals. It's all about the gospel of Christ. In the first chapter of Philippians, Paul puts it this way. Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then whether I come to see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in the one spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel. See, the world is full of stress. And we need to be able to face the world together. We need people to care about. All throughout this book of Philippians, Paul is focusing on this church. It's his baby. It's a church plant. And even though the church had sent Epaphroditus to help him out, Paul, in a sense, seems to be more concerned about the needs of Epaphroditus and the needs of this church. Let's go over to chapter 2 of Philippians, verses 25 through 30. He says, But I think it is necessary to send back to you Epaphroditus, my brother, co-worker, and fellow soldier, who is also your messenger, whom you sent to take care of my needs. For he longs for all of you and is distressed because you heard he was ill. Indeed, he was ill and almost died. But God had mercy on him and not on him only but also on me to spare me sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore, I am all the more eager to send him so that when you see him again, you may be glad and I may have less anxiety. 
So then, welcome him in the Lord with great joy and honor people like him, because he almost died for the work of Christ. He risked his life to make up for the help you yourselves could not give me. Now, the Apostle Paul could be obsessing about his own problems. But instead of doing that, he is concerned about the welfare of other people. He lived out what he said in chapter 2, or verse 4, not looking to your own interests, but each one to the interests of Christ. Does caring about others increase stress? I mean, that's kind of a question that we need to maybe think about. If I care about other people, does that add more stress into my life? I don't know. But we need to we need to have to be careful not to be overwhelmed by the problems of other people. I mean, the Apostle Paul counseled in Galatians. He says, carry each other's burdens, and this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. But each one should carry their own load. We're not supposed to be overloaded. Yet as Paul carried the burdens of the church at Philippi, his joy increased. And you can almost feel his joy as he writes the final words of this letter in chapter 4, starting in verse 21, he says, Greet all God's people in Christ Jesus. The brothers and sisters who are with me send greetings. All God's people here send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. And I think Paul smiled as he wrote those words. I think maybe God smiled too when he, when he saw those words. Are you feeling all alone in your stress? Maybe now is the time that you can reach out to somebody to help you. Because you see, together we can support one another. Together we're all on God's team, working for the same purpose, to spread the gospel of Christ, to reach the community, to strengthen each one of us. And I just want to end with one verse. And it's Philippians 4.20, and it says, To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you're with each one of us. Lord, we thank you for these words that Paul has written, this uh, book of Philippians that gives us so much insight into stress and how to handle it. And Lord, this morning I just pray that... Uh, if there's any of us that are going through a lot of stress right now and we feel all alone, I just pray that we can reach out to someone that we know that loves you, knows you, that can help us in carrying our burdens. And Lord, I just pray that we can all be a help to one another. We all are on part of the team. And so Lord, give us strength, give us encouragement. And Lord, I do pray that if there's anyone here that does not know you, I just pray that they give their heart and life to you and, and they just become part of the team as well. But Lord, we thank you for your word today, and I just pray that we'll carry on and be the people that you've called us to be. And this we pray in Jesus' name, amen.